0: Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Hello! Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com Famousapple.com is the website for this podcast and there you're going to find articles about what we are discussing here and you'll also find access to our free message boards, our free chat rooms, you're going to find great products, great sales with different vendors, vendors that you know and love, such as Walmart and so forth. How are you feeling, my friends? Are you feeling better? I hope so. I got a question for you. Are you still going to therapy, physical therapy, or maybe you plateaued out? If you're still going, are you still doing the exercises, doing them at home like they told you? I hope so. I hope you're feeling better. I want to ask you something else now. Have you ever been depressed? Are you depressed? I want to tell you. Depression can affect your physical injury. Depression can make that injury hurt more and hurt when it shouldn't be so the same thing with anxiety anxiety can do the same thing to you mental problems can really hurt you it can cause pain where there shouldn't be pain i'm never told this to anybody uh, but i'm gonna tell it to you after i got hurt i ended up becoming very depressed i was worried about taking care of my family paying the bills paying the rent luckily i had a wife that worked even still I felt even more crummy by the fact that I was making my wife go out to work and I'm sitting at home. So my wife seen that I was getting depressed and she talked to my general practitioner and what he made an appointment. I went in to see him and we spoke for about a half hour, him and I, and he said, look, I think you should go see a psychiatrist. I told him, I said, there is no way on God's green earth that I'm going to a shrink. I said, I'm not crazy, I'm not anything. He says, whoa, he says, doesn't mean you're crazy if you go to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. It just means that you need a little bit of help. He says, would you think someone that has cancer who goes to a cancer doctor is crazy? I said, no, they're sick. He goes, well, he says, you have a bit of an illness. It's not an illness that's going to stay, stay with you your entire life, but you have an illness right now. And he says, that affects your problem with your legs and your back get out of here. What do you know? You're not a psychiatrist. So he says, all right, what I'm going to do, he says, I'm going to give you a prescription for Prozac. It's an antidepressant. And I'll see you back here in two months. He says, but you have to make sure that you take it every day and don't expect it to work right away. It'll take about two weeks to get into your system. Okay. Well, I took the Prozac for two months and I really didn't feel like it was helping me. I was still depressed. I was still anxious. So I went back into two months and I told him, I said, it's just, I don't think it's working. And he said, look, you have to go see a psychiatrist. They specialize in this. It doesn't mean you're crazy. You just have to go see it. And I was, I'm a thick headed man, to be honest with you. I I said, I'm not going. There's no way I'm going to see a psychiatrist. My wife says to me, Don't you think it would be better to go see a psychiatrist and get it taken care of? You know, they're not going to put you in a straight jacket. I was like, I know they're not going to because I'm not going to go. So, eventually I ended up going. I told my wife when I go there, I said, I'm not saying nothing to her. I don't want to go, but I'm going to make you happy. So I go. And I sat in the office with her for about 45 minutes. And she did a lot of talking and I did a lot of listening. And finally she said, I think what would help you going to talk therapy. And I'm like, look at this. First, she's in here looking at me for prescription for drugs and you know she has to take in everything and then she can make a final decision but i have to go see now i have to go see uh, another shrink someone that's going to talk to me? Well, let me tell you something. Going to talk therapy was the best thing I could do. There's something about talking to a stranger where you can open up a lot more than if you're talking to a family member or a friend because they're going to give you things like, oh, it's not that bad. Pick yourself up. Like my mother, charming woman that she is, she told me that you're just being a martyred soul. And, you know, take care of yourself, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You don't need a psychiatrist. Well, I kept on going to talk therapy. And what I found out, getting hurt at work was bad enough. But I was also suffering from PTSD because of the crummy childhood I had. And I'm not putting the blame on my parents. We had six kids. I was the black sheep of the family. Still am today. But PTSD, I told her, PTSD, I wasn't in the war. You know, I wasn't in Vietnam or anything like that. And I wasn't even in the military. But she says you don't have to be in a war or the military to have this. You grew up in a very hostile environment and it's also affecting you now. I said, look, I said at the time, that's 30 years ago. How can it be affecting me now? She says, you'll be surprised. So we started talking about that. And there was one day that she had me going because therapists, talk therapists know exactly what kind of questions to ask you. And it brought it out. Then she started teaching me some coping mechanisms to cope with the depression and the anxiety. And let me tell you, to this day, to this day, I still use what she told me. And my, yeah, do I still get depressed from time to time? But I use these coping mechanisms and it it eases it up. But you have to realize, this, especially when your wounds are raw and new, when you get depressed, they hurt even more. It's not something that you can fix by just letting it go because it's only going to get worse. Now, one thing I, I had somebody tell me, one of the ways that they dealt with depression was they'd go into their bedroom, lay down, put on some soft music and just clear their head. And think of nothing, think of absolutely nothing. And you know, it works, that does work, but it only works temporarily. It did come back, the depression did come back. And it was kind of, it kind of reminded me of someone that drinks, They have a problem, they go out to a bar, they drink, and the problem goes away for a short time. But when they sober up, that problem's still there and maybe double of the problem that they had before they drank. Going to a professional doesn't have the stigma that it used to have. You're not crazy, you're being proactive about your health, and you're taking responsibility for your health. And that's a good thing. And anyone that tries to tell you it's a bad thing, tell them to take it on a hop. You're taking responsibility for your health. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you crazy. It just makes you smart. So please, talk to your doctor and see what he says or she says. Most doctors are going to think that you're doing the right thing. And like me, my wife, my wife swears I did the right thing. She thinks I'm a much better person than I was back then. Do it, for you, do it for your wife or your husband, but just do it. Take care of your health. The last thing you need is any more pain in your life, right? Of course. All right, let's move on. Something else that bothers me and it bothers me to to no end, are these jerk doctors. Now, I want to make this clear. Doctors don't get a calling from up above. The clouds don't open, thunder doesn't clap, and that nobody tells them, oh, be a doctor. People go into medicine for two reasons. The first one, they'd like to help people. But the second one, and the biggest one is, hey, I'm going to make big money. I'm going to make big money. I want to tell you right from the beginning, being a doctor, a medical practice, is a business. It's no different than any other business. They live on making money. I told you this in another episode. There was this doctor that I went to in the Bronx, and he was recommended by my family doctor, and I'll get to him in a second, but he was recommended by my family doctor, so I went to him, and I'd go there, and I'd sit in the office. I'd come in, I'd check in, sit down, and I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. The next thing I know, it's going to four o'clock, so I get up, and I said, uh, what can, what can we do here? You know, I'm waiting for two hours. So she says, well, the doctor's busy. He'll get to you. Have a seat. I sit down and I I start talking to the fellow next to me. And he says to me, he says he had a two o'clock appointment as well. Turned out everybody in the room had a two o'clock appointment. So now I'm pissed, really pissed. Finally, I get called in and I was going there because of my leg. My, I needed, I needed surgery on my my leg and my knee, and he looks at my leg, and he's grabbing my calf, and then he looks at my knee, and he said, I'm going to give you a prescription for an anti-inflammatory. Take that, and I'll see you in two weeks. That was it. That was the extent of my doctor's visit that I waited two hours for. I seen him for about five, ten minutes tops, so I was really, really, really pissed. So I went back in the two weeks, though, and I went through the same thing. Finally, I got up and I told the receptionist, I'm leaving. And she told me, well, you know, they're going to charge you for the office visit. I said, what office visit? I came here and sat for a couple of hours. I'm sitting for another hour so far now. I said, I should be charging you. My time is worth money too. So she says, well, the doctor's going to charge you. I said, he can charge me only once. I'm not paying it. So that's okay. I, I went out and I told my wife and we looked and I found another doctor. I went to an appointment there and told them what the problem was. And he looked at it and he says to me, I'm going to have to get your records from your other doctor. He says, if you go get your records, he says, we can get this going faster. If I got to wait for them to send them, it's going to be a problem. I said, okay, I don't care. So we went to my doctor's office or my old doctor's office. And I said to the receptionist, I need my records. And at first she says to me, well, it's going to cost you a dollar a page to get the copies made. I said, it's not gonna cost me a dime. I said, those are my records. And she says, well, they're the doctors, he needs them to treat you. I said, I'm I'm not coming here anymore. She says, well, I no, I'm not coming here. I'm going to another doctor, and I need my records. I'm the one who went for the test. I'm the one who had blood drawn. I'm the one who got stuck in an MRI. I'm the one who went for CAT scans. I want my records. She says, well, we give them to people, but we charge a dollar a page. I said, get the doctor out here now. Oh, well, I can't. He's seeing patients. Well, I'm not going to pay anything. I want my records. So she says, all right, come back in two days. All right, I'll come back in two days. I don't know why I had to wait two days, but I came back in two days. When I come in, she says, no, no, oh, I don't have them ready. You're going to have to come back in two or three days. I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I said, I'm here now. You told me you're going to have them ready. I'll wait here. Take your time. And I went and I sat down. She says, you know, Mr. Apple, I, I there's nothing I can do for you right now. I said, I want my records and I want them now. I, asked you. You told me to come back in two days. I'm here. I said, I have another doctor's appointment I have to go to tomorrow and I need the records. I got them. They they said, well, they're probably going to send you a bill. I said, you can take the bill and wipe your butt with it. I'm not paying it. These are my records, not yours. My insurance paid for them. They're my records. Well, that really didn't sit too well. And they did send me a bill. And I took the bill personally over. And I told them, I'm not paying this. Well, you're going to have to call the accounts receivable. So I'm not calling anybody. I'm right here. Here, take it back. And I wrote right across. Not paying it eventually they stopped asking me for it and I got a letter saying that they're going to put me into uh they're going to put me into the credit reporting agency for a back bill a unpaid bill I told them you can do whatever you want I said because I'm going to call social security and I'm going to call the insurance company and I'm going to report you well that changed their attitude with me she says well why would you do that I said why would you even think of putting my name into the credit reporting agency well it's not me doing I said, well, you better talk to whoever it is because I'm not paying the bill. And if you put my name into a credit reporting agency, I'm going to report you guys to the insurance companies and social security and whoever else I can report you to. Then they will put me into a credit reporting agency. It was just dropped. I went to my doctor, my new doctor, also in the Bronx, and it was taken care of. Now my, my general practitioner, he was another nut job. He was a real jerk. He used to make me come the last visit of the of the day, which was nine o'clock at night. And he would take an hour with me, not doing anything. He'd give me this stuff called microtherm. It was a machine that sat over my knee and was supposed to send, I don't know, waves into my knee and supposed to help it. It never did anything, but he was making me come three days a week for this. And what he would do at the end of the appointment, he'd say, do me a favor, wait with me for a few minutes, and I'd watch him. He'd take all his money and put it into a satchel, and then we'd go outside, and he'd ask me to stay with him until he got in the car. And I'm saying, what the hell is going on here? Now, I was a big guy, and (laughs) I have tattoos, and at the time, I had a beard. I kind of looked like a ZZ top, and uh, he needed someone. He told me, he says, you look like a biker. He says, people must be afraid of you. That's what he was using me for. I was like a security guard for him. One day we were talking, him and I, while I was having this microtherm done, and he says, Jimmy, do you have any ideas how I can get more patients? I said, what? He says, I need more business. And that's when I realized medicine is just a business to these guys. This is money. That's all it is. Don't be afraid. Don't take anything from these jerks. If they're not treating you right, find another doctor. And finding another doctor is easy enough. You have a computer. Look on the computer. If you can't find anybody, call your local hospital. They have lists of doctors that want to take care of you. You know, you're the consumer. Like I said, you wouldn't stand in the grocery store for two hours to get a pound of bologna. So don't stay in a doctor's office for two, three hours because someone said he's supposed to be the best. Evidently, he's not the best if it takes him this long and he's, he's conning more than enough people to come in at the same time. Don't let him take advantage of you. This is not to say that all doctors are taking advantage of you, not by a long shot. There's good doctors out there, believe me. But when you get the ones that think they can walk on water and they believe that you're the one who has to wait for them, well, there's a difference there. Like I said, these guys are businessmen, all right? They're doctors, but they're businessmen. And their thing is they have to make money. They have a business they have to support. They have all these people working for them. And let me just say this. Probably the hardest working people in the doctor's office are the nurses. The doctor sits there and he'll look and futz around and all this other. But then he hands it all to the nurse to put it all together. But that said, there were good doctors. And they're good at what they do. Those are the doctors you have to find. But don't let anyone take advantage of you. All right, we're going to take a small break here. We'll be back in 30 seconds. I'll see you on the other side. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute. Go over, visit www.famousapple.com, or please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out of me now. Let's get back to the discussion. And we're back. That wasn't too bad, right? 30 seconds. I just want to hit on a couple more points about these doctors. Remember, you're the customer. These guys are not doing you any favors. If they're doing you a favor, they wouldn't be charging you, right? But the fact that you're paying them, they're doing a service. And... It's their job to make you happy, not the other way around. Yeah, you know, some people are going to listen to this and going to go, who the hell does this guy think he is? I've been around doctors long enough at this point, and I'm sure you have too. Haven't you noticed some of them just have that attitude like their poop don't stink? Well... They're getting paid to take care of you. You're not getting paid to go there and worship them. You don't have to genuflect in front of these guys. Treat them like you treat any other business. Treat them like you treat the guy that you go into the grocery store. Be respectful until the guy, until the guy disrespects you. Don't go in with a chip on your shoulder, but feel it out. See, if the guy treats you like a jerk, you treat him like a jerk. You have to give respect to get respect, right? Let's move on. Have you seen this commercial? Well, there's a lot of them out there where it says there's a new drug and it's gonna help people with diabetes type two diabetes. It's called a b c injection it's gonna lower your a one c it's gonna keep your sugar more regulated. you may even lose weight from it, but the side effects are you may turn blue, fingers may fall off you you'll be incontinent <laughs> you'll be you'll be urinating whenever you whenever the mood strikes. Uh, you'll have an oily discharge from your rear, and it may kill you. But go to your doctor and see if this is good for you. What, are you crazy? (laughs) I I laugh when they they say, oh, it may kill you. So, yeah, I'm going to run out right now, and I'm going to see if I can get two prescriptions for that. It's nonsense. Then I seen this ad for a bank, and they're trying to tell you, don't play games with your savings. Don't risk them. And they showed this guy making his own parachute, packing it in a bag, and then saying, don't be like him. And the guy jumps out of a plane. Do you need to tell me that this is a pro- professional stuntman, that I shouldn't try this? I would never do that. I don't, I don't know about you. Would you jump out of a plane with a parachute that you made? Nah, I don't trust myself. And... Here's another one for you. this guy is driving an ATV and he's going over rocks through rivers through mud and they're telling you that this ATV can go anywhere it's good for hunters it's good for this it's good for that. Then there's that warning on the bottom. you should have a safety course before you use this vehicle. I understand that that's good advice not recommended for people under 16. that's good advice I re- I realize that, and then they say, this is a professional stunt man on a closed course. Don't expect to do the same as he is. Well, then why are you showing it, right? Then, here's another one for you, and this is for a cancer center, and they're showing, they use different remedies, and you know they have you eating nuts and berries, and still doing the chemo and the radiation, but they're telling you all these success stories. You know, uh, this one had brain cancer, and now they're cancer-free. Thank God, that's a good thing. And this one had liver cancer, and now they're cancer-free. And this one's out riding a horse now. This one's riding a motorcycle. This one's working around the house. But then on the very bottom, in white letters, it says, don't expect the same results. Then why, in God's name, would I invest all this money to go to you? So what are you telling me? You lucked out with those people? (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for someone that's going to be able to work on me and not just wait to be lucky. Hey, listen, do you see any of these commercials? Do you take notice of them? Go over to www.famousapple.com and go to the the message board and start posting your commercials up there, the ones that you see and the, the ones that you think are ridiculous. We're going to be discussing it on there and I'm putting I'm putting topics up there. So go over, take a look. It's www.famousapple.com. Hey, thanks a lot for stopping by today. I'm sorry it was a day late, but we'll get back on track next week, I promise. And I want to remind you of one thing. Remember, things can always be worse. Take care of yourself, my friends. Feel better. Have a great week. Thanks again for stopping by. I look forward to talking to you every week. So I'll see you next week. Jimmy Apple, out. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.